Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You guys, in case you missed it, last week earlier, I had the opportunity to speak with Karen Gordon and we went live on Instagram. That was very scary, but we did it. And in case you didn't in case you didn't see it, I recorded it and I wanted to share it here on the podcast for you. So I'm going to introduce her. We're going to have a good chat about what's happening in the industry. Karen Gordon is the lead for the American Beauty Show. And the American Beauty Show is in Chicago, Illinois. And it typically hosts about 50,000 beauty service professionals. And unfortunately, because of coronavirus, we did cancel this particular show, which is really unfortunate. However, she shed some light on what's going to happen next year. So stick tuned. And I hope that you guys enjoy um, this recorded live uh, conversation between me and Karen Gordon. So thank you guys so much again for being a part of this podcast. I truly appreciate your guys' support. And if you could do me a big favor, um, leave a review. I, I created this podcast for you. And I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys great information that you guys enjoy, that this is a good podcast that you love listening to, and it's actually educational for you all. So thank you so much. Much love. Stay safe. And um, thanks for listening. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. I am so good. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I'm getting a little more light on the subject. How yes, are you? I am. I am actually doing really great. You know, for our friends who don't know who you are, you guys, this is the Karen Gordon. She is a cosmetologist. She's a color specialist. She is a certified trichologist. Trichologist, you got it. She is the president of the Chicago Cosmetologist. She sits on the board of directors for Intercurfere, and she is the amazing salon owner of J. Gordon Design in Lincoln Park. You guys, I'm just stoked that she is live. Uh, sorry, I'm on my coronavirus hair today. Sorry about that. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm showing my roots. I'm showing my roots. I know, I'm just like not doing my hair. It's gonna be in a ponytail until we go back. I'm have like, I, I, I was putting my hands in it the other day and I feel like I have dreadlocks starting. So. Oh, 
girl. I, like, you look fantastic. It's great to see you. Thank you so much. Great to see you too. You know, I have. Uh, I'm gonna be jumping on live at eleven o'clock with the beauty school in Oswego, teaching a class. Um, oh, good for you. Yeah, so, I'm going to beauty school um, next week too. It's really interesting that we're all doing. You know, trying to help out so much in so many different domains. It's really fun. I I mean, that's all that we can do right now. So I think that we just have to do it, you know? It's yeah. it's a yeah. learning curve technology-wise, you know? But sure. yes, I love it. So, okay, so I wanted to have you come on today because I just kind of want to know a little bit more about, you know, how can the beauty industry prepare for reopening? You know, I think a lot of people right now are working on that. I know my friend Nick Arojo this morning had a phone call. That's why I was a little bit late getting on. Um, he did his uh, Brooklyn Live this Thursday morning, trying to put together a charter for clients about what he's going to be doing. I think um, I've seen a couple of other people online putting it together. I think it's something that's in development. I hope Cosmetologist Chicago will put out a list of, of what's expected. But I, I think the government needs to give us a list of what's expected out of us yeah. so that there's a uniform standard when we go back about how many feet how many people in a location? I mean, we're all licensed cosmetologists. We, we know what the sanitation protocol is. Whether or not we do it to the nth degree, we need to ramp that up a little bit. But I think some of our industry leaders are going to put together a list for us of what we need to do. I sent out an email to my clients two days ago, sort of outlining what it's going to look like for beginners when we come back. But I think you're going to see it's all going to gel and everyone's going to have the same ideas and somehow organically this list is going to happen. And I think you'll see it either from CC, the PBA, people like Nick, a couple of the companies are going to put it together. That's awesome. I think that would be super helpful, too, as a salon owner. Like, how do I prepare my team? I mean, is there something that that you your salon is doing right now to prep yourselves for what is it going to look like? I know a lot of. Well, here's a little are... surprise for my team. I'm going to ask everyone to be uh, barbicide certified before they come back. They don't know that, but you can go online and easily do the barbicide certification. Uh we're going to have a team meeting before we come back. We're going to talk about what the new protocols are. Um, you know, I'm not into finding people, but it's easy if you're busy to let things go, but you can't let them go today. You can't not wipe down the station in between every client. You can't, you know, not do certain things. We're going to have to do all of those things. And especially if you put it out there for your clients beforehand with that expectation when they come in, you know, when you come in, Every other station will be empty. All of our team will be in masks. Uh, everyone who can be working in gloves will work in gloves for that service whenever possible. And maybe only for the first month. But if you put it out there, they've got to kind of a, know that they've got to abide by it. So, yeah, we're going to have a meeting. I'm going to go through it with everybody about what has to be done. And I hate to be it, but I probably have to be the cop. On yeah. it. And I'm, I'm, I don't like doing that, but you, but you have to be the cop. Yeah. I'm and it's that not you fair if one person too. does it and somebody else doesn't do it. It's just not fair. So, And hopefully the, the industry as a whole can come together and on the same page with that. So it's not like mm -hmm. one salon's doing it and the other one's not. That's why I look to the leaders in the industry from associations. And, and I've talked to our executive director about as we get closer to a date, putting together a, a a, a list or an outline of what every salon owner can follow. And that's why I really give my friend Nick a lot of credit for trying to design what he's calling a client charter for that right now. I think we need that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So unfortunately, we had to cancel the beauty show. Can you kind of just shed some light on like, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I, I know myself, I look forward to it for every year. It's been like 18 years in a row that I've gone. What can you tell like the people who, um, who the educators or the people who wanted to attend the show, how can we, you know, stay united and up on our education? First of all, I think there's so much education online. I'm inundated with it. Every day I get more emails about um, classes. So there's no shortage if you want to take classes. And I give a lot of credit to our industry because a lot of people are doing free classes right now. So, you know, I see Sam Via is doing two days of a trade show online. I see, you know, awesome. Shaw is teaching. Everybody's teaching. So I would say to the educators, step up and offer a free class. Even, you know, Cosmetology Chicago, you let us know you've got a class. We'll help promote it for you um, but if you're a student and just a lifelong learner then then take advantage of this there's so much free education but you know to America's Beauty Show that was a real tough one um, it was supposed to be this upcoming weekend <laughs> and mm. it was a big show and we have a new uh, CEO at the helm of our association that would have been his first show with us, Frank Folco, a, 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 a bright man, a great man. Um, he was looking very forward to it, um, but it got canceled out on us and there's nothing we can do about it. You know, McCormick Place is now a makeshift hospital. So Damn. there's nothing you can do. And a lot of people said, well, are you going to hold it in the fall? We, we can't hold it in the fall and then have another one again next April. We're a small association. We work very hard. It's hard to do two shows in six months. But what we are doing that I think is really exciting is we're going to Rosemont in 2021. Oh, my gosh. I, did you know that? Is that a surprise? Uh, no, I, I did hear that. And, um, the show is going to Rosemont. Yeah, and it it used to be in Rosemont. And then when did it go to McCormick? It went to, I think it went to McCormick about 10 years ago. And I'll, I'll tell you something interesting about Rosemont because I've been around a long time. This would be like my 40, 44th, 45th ABS. And when we talked about going to Rosemont, and there were a lot of reasons. A lot of people actually liked Rosemont. It's easier access to the airport. It's got all the good restaurants around. Yes. It, it, but it wasn't like that when I used to go there for the show. And when we talked about going to Rosemont, I was like, no, no, I'm a city girl. <laughs> no. And like, you know, the board has to go take a tour of Rosemont. And it, it, literally, I'm in a car cursing my way out there. I'm like, I can't believe we're going back to Rosemont. Love being in the city. The minute I got there, I'm like, oh my God, it's not the Rosemont it used to be. My team hangs out in Rosemont on the weekend. They go to the bars and the restaurants. They've got the designer outlet mall. They've got, like I said, Gibson's and Carlucci's and, and True Lux and all the big city restaurants are down there now. And it's a campus like environment. Parking is less expensive. It's got, you know, we'll have shuttle buses that will take you from, you know, one venue to the next venue from your hotel all the way around. Uh, they've got the skydiving place. They've got a Harley Davidson um, place there. There's a lot of fun stuff, and they have a theater. And we can have. We're looking at having a fantastic evening event there um, with a good artist performing, and maybe doing it as a charity event for raising money for people who are hairdressers who are having a hard time. That's in development right now, um, but for hairdressers who fall upon hard times over things like this. So it gives us a chance to do the show in a very, very different way than it would have been at McCormick Place. And we got a lot of bitches from people at McCormick Place. You know, that it was expensive. To, for, for vendors, it was oh, very yeah. expensive. 
And some people don't like coming to the city. Some people said, well, there's not a lot of restaurants around it. You know, yeah, it's beautiful. It's on the lakefront. So there's, there's pros and cons, but the feedback um, for going to Rosemont has been overwhelmingly positive. So I think moving there in 2021 and not having the show this year might have been a blessing that it's that kind of clean break. And we start new with with new leadership and a new place and also new ideas. The show's going to look a little bit different. So I'm so excited. I know. I'm excited, too. I'm really excited. Is there anything else that you can share uh, about what's going to happen for next year? Like, is there going to be different scholarships or different educational opportunities for um, young professionals and you know the show is still early in development because we are just closing down everything from 2020 like I said our show was just this week um I think the evening event is going to be a massive massive one I mean we're looking at entertainers to bring in an entertainer or two to have like a real to have a real concert there which would be really great. I think we're looking at redesigning the show floor. We're working with somebody new, so it doesn't look like the same old show floor. I make no promises now, but you know, it's not just be the same old aisles and the same old vendors. We're looking at bringing in different categories of vendors and then who was there before. Um, I don't want to give it away because in another show we'll do it. But um, but, I, but I think it'll be re- really good what's in the works right now. So, And we're going to treat it as a homecoming for the industry yes. to come back to come back and you know it's funny because I I, you know I was of that ilk I don't want to go back to Rosemont the majority of our membership never went to the show at Rosemont you know they're younger they're younger than I am and um and not that there was anything wrong there the first time just moving downtown was so glitzy you know it was big and McCormick place but the majority of our members now weren't around for that so they never had that first experience in Rosemont and they like Rosemont so and it's more of a destination you can bring your family you know they can hang out um and do some of the other things while you're at the show which is nice I'm so excited it's going to be incredible Are you good? I'm glad I'm yes. glad everybody's excited I'm, I'm very excited my very first hair show that I went to in 2000 I think it was 2000 was at Rosemont and oh, it, was really? just, it was just fantastic. So with everything going on right now, the, the, the band, how do you think like the industry is going to have to pivot when we return? Oh, Besides pivot. just the sanitation um, portion. You know, the industry has got to come together and have a community. And I think that's what we're finding um, is lacking. There's, you know, Intercroft here, there's PBA, there's Cosmetologist Chicago, there's two to 10, there's this group, there's that group. And I think what we're finding out is that we're stronger together than we are separately and that we need to have a unified voice. And it's going to take time for it to, we're not apart because we're enemies. It has nothing to do with being enemies. It just has to do with we kind of sit in different camps. But, you know, at a time like this, when we look at the restaurant industry during this COVID-19 crisis is getting all the PR. No one's talking about what hairdressers are going through. It's all about what waiters and restaurants are going through. And I posted something on Facebook recently and someone with a depth of knowledge in the industry came back and said, the reason you're not getting it, Karen, is because you don't have big enough PR people. You don't have big enough lobbyists. So maybe we need to unite as an industry and find a way to 
put more money into lobbying and put more money into us for PR as, as an industry, not PR is here's the beauty show or here's who's teaching a class, but this is who we are. This is who we service. Um, we need that for, for the issues we're facing with legislation right now. Um, we really could have used it more for, um, helping out hairdressers if you know even as we're coming back into business when it reopens i was watching governor cuomo yesterday how they're going to introduce businesses back is going to be based on um who's most essential and then who has the highest touch levels but we could really use someone out there talking to the media force and and saying yes they are essential you know so i think we're going to have to come together as a as a community not so much at the education and trade show level, but at the representative level for us. We need some representation. Absolutely. Don't you think? Absolutely. Especially with everything that's happening with um, talk about pulling uh, pulling the necessity of having a license. You know, that's just like, you know, so baffling to me that that would be even a discussion. Especially when people are so worried today about sanitation and and germs and everything else. Why wouldn't you want to bring back the people who are licensed and who have been through training for that? And people mm-hmm. who who you could oversee if you wanted to oversee them. So, you know, th- that's where I think that's where I think we're going to see a pivot and a change is that people are going to want to work together more closely. We're going to have I know a couple of people who behind the scenes really want to make that a strong cause for us. Yeah. And I and. I am hopeful that with everything going on right now, that it will unite us and it will make us stronger and it will um, up our game. Where I think we're going to all level up after all of this and saying like, you know what, I've got to revamp my business. I've got to really hone in on, you know, why we are essential. And I think that it's going to make huge waves in the industry. So, you know, at the same time, even though this is, you know, very, you know, uncertain and sad, I think that, we can use this time to make an impact, you know. I, I hope it takes some of us who maybe don't behave as professionally and make us more professional as yes. a whole. Yes, I you agree. Know? But I, I think we could use that. Absolutely. Um, so what would you say, like, right now with, like, beauty school students, too? Like, this, they're getting into a profession, everything's shut down. Like, do you have any type of like advice for them or encouragement as they're trying to study and, you know, they're ready to get their license, but yet uh, things are just a little bit different. Do you have any um, advice for beauty school students? Yeah, I think hang tough, take advantage of this time to, you know, don't, don't let this time get away from you, especially if you were on the clinical floor and you can't do clinical time right now, then work on that mannequin, you know, post your work, do make a discipline of doing a mannequin a day, you know, whether it's an upstyle or a blow dryer or a color, post it every day, you know, keep that energy going, you know, it's, if, if you live with someone, do their hair, but you can only do it so many times, you can't be going out and doing friends and having friends come over, but really start maybe making a list, assessing where you want to be. And, and, you know, I, I, when I speak at beauty schools, I talk about what's the next step. And when you get out of school, you know, be very clear about what type of a salon do you want to work in? Do you want to be departmentalized or not departmentalized? Uh, do you want to work in a salon that offers specific benefits? Are they, is, is health insurance, you know, a must for you is, uh, or are you covered by your family still because you're young or is a 401k essential for you? Um, Think about what you really want out of a training program. A lot of people offer training programs, but they're not really 
uh, solid ones. It's like, yeah, well, if you bring somebody in, someone will check the head when you're done. That's not a training program. A training program is a formalized training program where it's, you know, once a week, twice a week, you have an instructor who oversees it. They stay at your side, figure out if that's what you want, figure out what kind of, what kind of clientele do you want to serve it? Do you want to do professional women? Do you want to do uh, men? Do you want to do a younger, more fun, hipper crowd that's doing more interesting things? But start to build your wish list of what your negotiables and your non-negotiables are. And be prepared because when you come out, I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't want to discourage anybody, but jobs are going to be tough because salon owners have no extra money to keep extra people on payroll. So show up looking like the nines, put in a solid interview. None of us have excess money to hire anybody. We're trying to bring our own teams back. Yeah. You know, we still want to grow our bench. We still want new people in our business. But boy, when you get in there, you better perform cell phones away, out of the back room, on the floor, attentive, because nobody's going to have the money to carry anybody who's not a good a, a, a good worker at this point. I don't have the money for that. I don't yeah. know anybody does. They're trying to They're trying to pay rent. I think also, too, clients are not going to tolerate that either, you know. they can't I think you're right. I think you're right. So, there's so many, at least in Naperville, there's 220 salons to choose from. So if you're not... If you're not showing up and doing a great job like you're expected to do, then, you know, it's not going to grow your business. I'm wondering, you know, you as a salon owner, how, what are you doing right now to like lead your team and um, um, are you guys doing anything like different than you were doing before to... We're not working. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing very different. None of us are coming to work. Yeah, you know, we're doing, I'm doing more client outreach, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not holding Zoom meetings every week with my team. I probably should, but I don't. But I have to say, I'm busier than I've ever been. I'm in my office eight, nine hours a day filling out forms, trying to do promos. But we keep in touch with our clients at least three times a week. Every other day, I send out an email. Uh, It's interesting. I was up late last night. I looked like I was up late. I got into it a little bit about crowdfunding with somebody. And um, personally, I don't beg. I don't crowdfund for my team. It's just personally not who I am. I tried to bring, someone got into it with me last night about, you know, why didn't you set up a Venmo account and give everyone our Venmo numbers so they can deposit money into our accounts? And I said, I don't beg for money. You know, it's our responsibility to look professional. If you have to do it, fine. I have nothing against it for you, but not for me. I, I hit my clients up three to four times a week for gift cards, for future services, for, um, don't purchase from Amazon, purchase from us. I do free shipping. Um, I know it's controversial, but I do little tiny home hair color kits. Uh, I sort of see, did, someone said to me, how can you do that? That's not professional. I said, did you ever go, did you ever need a prescription refilled and it was time for you to see your doctor, but you hadn't been there? And they're like, well, we really can't refill it until you book an appointment with your doctor because you know it, it's, it's a year now, but we'll fill it this time for you. And that's kind of how I am about the home hair color kits. We do just enough for your part and two slices on the side and just for your hairline. That's all I give you. Once this is over, you're never getting it again. (laughs) And if you ask me, can I have one? It's like, I'm out of the containers. It's not going to happen. So, you know, I'm not, and I'm teaching them. I do it with a makeup sponge where they just like take a makeup sponge and they dab it on. So it's simple. I know there's controversy, but that's what I'm doing. Um, for our team to keep our clients and to reach out, uh, trying to get the clients to 
to pre-book two appointments or three appointments in case we're scheduled to come back May 1st. But if we don't and we have to move everybody, they're not going to be able to get in. So I've encouraged everyone to book two or three appointments out. All this takes a lot of work. So what I'm doing is trying to build our future business, keep keep the doors open now, but build our future business. But the crowdfunding thing got me last night. I, that's why I was tired. I lost a lot of sleep, and I was up texting till 2 o'clock in the morning about it. But I personally don't believe in I've asked so much from our clients right now to say hey you know here's Susie's Venmo number and could you drop some bucks in there it's just not me yeah yeah and if my dentist did that I'd be horrified I'd be like have it don't you have your financial s together I mean (laughs) yeah I think there's definitely ways that we can um, connect with our clients and still serve them from Uh afar uh, Uh without feeling like we're you know, asking for, for, for money, you know, and hopefully, um, you know, all of the, the different loans that are, um, available will be in place sooner rather than, you know, everybody's on unemployment. Most people are getting the stimulus check. If you need anything, come to me privately and I'll take care of you. Or if you're a team member and you need something, I'll, I'll crowdfund privately through my own team. You know, we'll all pitch in because we all love each other. Um, we have a 401k. <clears throat> if anybody's in a company with a 401k, you can tap into your 401k without a penalty, even if you're not retirement age, for up to $100,000. I have team members who are in a 401k. And for those of them who didn't want to get into it, I say this is why you should have gotten into it. Um, so there are all sorts of ways to get. I'm just not comfortable. I, I know other salons that are crowdfunding as a group, putting it out there and saying to their clients, if you want to contribute, put it in there and I'll split it with the team. I guess that's fine, but but I find it hard to ask three, four times a week for people to give the salon money and then say, hey, here's Susie's number, the salon number. Yeah. And, you know, I can't support them, but can you support them? And yeah. it's, it's, it's an interesting debate. There's not a right or wrong, but. Absolutely, yeah. But I, I love that idea, though, that, you know, you're still servicing your clients through gift cards and products and, you yeah. know, some take-home care. I think that's that's what is available right now and in, in and I think by having that mindset as well as we're still serving, I think is is awesome. Um, real quick, I, wanted- I just want to say, if I lose you, it's because I was up texting all night on my phone and my battery is low. Oh my god! So I'm below ten percent. So if I suddenly go and I go away, it was nothing personal. So I I do want to ask about the trichology. So yeah, um, that is like a very special niche, and I I just kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that. Like, how did you get involved with that? I think that really sets. I mean, you already stand out above so many people. One, um, but this really is. You know, this has I feel like really has put you on a platform of the go-to Thank person. You. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm very passionate about it. It's, um, you know, I, I stand behind the chair five days a week as a colorist, but I move more every day into being a trichologist. Um, I became a certified trichologist. I've been studying it for about six years. Um, I see more of my future going in that direction. You know, about maybe about six years ago, uh, and I'm in my 50s, I'm, I'm going to be uh, 60 in August, but I was sitting there at about 53, noticing my books getting a little bit softer. You know, my clients, you know, some had moved to Arizona and to Florida, and you have a couple who just, you know, don't come back. I lost my husband, and we shared a lot of clients. So some of his clients, you know, drove in from very far to see him for cut and me for color. And, you know, maybe when he passed, they decided, you know, to say, in Naperville or wherever and find a hairdresser out there. 
and I just noticed a softness in my books. And it's not easy at 53 to develop a new color clientele. You know, when new clients come into the salon, I think a lot of them want to see younger people. Some want to see the owner, but I think young people want to see young people. And I want to keep my team busy before I pack my books with new clients because I have a lot to do anyway. And I started thinking, you know, what can I do to stay relevant? What can I find that's going to be interesting for me? And I noticed more and more of my clients were losing their hair. And they're in my chair saying, do you notice my ponytail is thinner? Or do you notice um, that I have a little bald spot in the back? I'm like, wow, they do. And they would always say, what should I do? I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, at a page in the My Lady textbook in 1979, I really don't know what to do. Or here's a product that someone just gave us. If you want to try it, give me your feedback. So I went online and realized that like one in four women suffer from hair loss and like 20% of men in their 20s, 30% in their 30s. And it keeps you know, up. like by the time that men hit 50 years old, probably more than 60% have hair loss. And I thought, you know, there's there's something here. So I went to a conference and I started um, learning about it. It's intensive. It's science intensive. And when you're an artist, it's a very scientific field, which can be challenging. But I fell in love with it. And came back, and now I see clients in New York um, at Orojo uh, every six weeks, and then I see clients um, throughout the day in my salon here. In fact, this this room that we're in is actually my hair loss consultation room. Oh my gosh! Because of the laser caps, and uh, yeah, this is my hair loss consultation room. So anyway, it's something that that I love doing, but I think it's an emerging field. I really encourage people to get into it. Um, I'm teaching, uh, if anyone wants to follow me on Facebook or Instagram, I do a two-hour intro class just to tell you the business side of it. There's a wheel of profitability and what it can add to your business. Um, I'll probably be posting that by the end of the week when my next one's going to be. It'll be a webinar. Um, it'll probably be on the Arojo website. And then I do a full six-hour class, like how to do the consultation, what to look for, how to use a trichoscope, how to get started. And um, I call it the Gordon method of hair and scalp analysis. So that, wow. that's my that's my new direction. I love it. I'm very passionate about it. I it's like it. you completely reinvented yourself here. I did. I did. That's amazing. Did. Okay. Um, so where can people find you? More information about you, or if they're interested in doing that route, they can find me on Instagram at Karen Gordon Hair Loss, and it's Gordon with two O's. K A R E N G O R D O N hair loss on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook and it'll be there. And you can also check back on the Arojo website. Um, Nick has, you know, Nick is my dear friend. We talk every day. Um, I love working with him and his business as well. And he's helped sponsor my last two classes. My last class was sold out. I was really excited, mm. the full six-hour class. And even Beth Minardi came to my intro class. You know, when your mentors come to your classes, it's always a little nerve-wracking. But I love seeing her. But that'll probably be up by the end of the week, if not early next week, um, on Rojo Social. But if you go to um, the Rojo website, they have an education area, and it'll be on there. And you can register through them. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, Karen, I, I've said this too before, but I, I just want to say it to, again to like our listeners, but you know, Jerry, um, your late husband, he always, he told me, and this just so stuck with me that you always have to be the student and you always have to be teaching other people. And I so feel like that's how the both of you you know, that's how he was, that's how you are. And it's like, you're constantly giving back, but you're constantly, 
you know, humble to continue learning. And I just, that's why I'm such a super fan of you. I just love oh, that you're so, so I've been a fan of yours since we worked together on the photo show so <laughs> And I follow you as well. But it's sweet that you mentioned Jerry. You know, Jerry was a lifelong learner. And um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I like it when I hear things that I haven't heard in a while about him. But he really was of the school that once you're through learning, you're through. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and you have to do it for yourself. I mean, you have to stay stimulated. You have to stay current. You have to have new things to talk to your clients about, new ideas for your clients. They, they, they want you to have that energy. They don't want to be with someone who's slapping on the same touch up or has no new ideas for haircuts. I mean, you know, they depend on you to be um, the creative source yeah. and the well-informed source. Well, education is the key to success. Absolutely. Education is the key to yeah. success. Hey, you know what? Thank you so much for sticking with us. I hope that you guys enjoyed this live class with Karen Gordon. Uh, make sure to follow her on Instagram and just check her out, support the industry. And um, hopefully you guys were inspired by this. I got to jump off. I got to get ready. I've got a Zoom class um, with the local beauty school. Super excited about it. Um, so I hope everybody has a great day and um, just stay positive. Um, soon this will this ban will be lifted and we can all go out and have some fun. I can't wait to hug people. So anyways, hope you enjoyed. Growing your business does not need to be hard. Sometimes we just need more direction so we have clarity of how we can grow and build a profitable business. I want to let you know that I created the four strategies that I used in my business to grow and make more money. And I know that if you get your hands on this copy, that you're going to be able to scale your business, make more money in less time. And I'm really excited to share it with you because I wish that I had some type of outline like this when I first started, but I didn't and I learned the hard way. And that's why I really want to share it with you guys because I believe that you guys can get to your dreams, your goals much faster than I did. And that's why I want to share it with you. Head on over to jenniferjadealvarez.com backslash bridal business. That's jenniferjadealvarez.com backslash bridal business and there you will be able to download a free copy of the four strategies that I use in my business and I still use them in my business today to build, grow, and scale a profitable hair and makeup business. I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Make sure to head on over jenniferjadealvarez.com backslash bridal business. Enjoy. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the Game Changer.